Hello, hello. I am Karen Jean-François, and this is the Women in Data podcast. Join me every other week to hear data professionals discuss how data is used in various industries, get inspired, get your fill of tips to help you overcome challenges on your career, and feel great. Let's get straight into it. I am joined today by Susie Moon, Chief Data Officer at Compare the Market. This is the first time we have a Chief Data Officer on the podcast, and I am so happy to have Susie here with me to share her experience in data and especially working as a Chief Data Officer. So in this episode, we are going to cover things such as the responsibility of a Chief Data Officer, what do they do in the business, what are the skills that you need to get there, and we're going to talk everything around that topic. Fun fact is that obviously data as we know it is very new. So it's only in the 70s that we started having SQL databases and things like that. And chief data officers are even newer. So the first chief data officer was appointed in 2002 by Capital One. And I was very surprised to find that it was actually a woman, Catherine Clay Doss. Hi, Susie. Hi, how are you? I'm really good. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I am looking forward to chatting with you and talking about everything you're doing in your role. But before we get to that, could I invite you to introduce yourself? Sure. So I'm Susie Moen. I'm Chief Data Officer at Compare the Market, home of our very friends, the Meerkats. My job title is actually slightly misleading because I lead data, but I also lead strategy and strategic planning and execution. But on the data side of my role, I'm responsible for driving the use of the data within the business. So teams like data science, insights and analytics, digital optimization, data solutions, data governance, BI and reporting. And then on the other side of my role, it's more about the full business strategy, strategic planning and how we are delivering our big cross-functional change programs. Yeah, it's funny that you're saying that you also look after strategy because we're going to come to that in a moment. But I feel like most of the CDOs I've come across came either from a strategy or a business background. Uh, So knowing that you're actually doing data and strategy is really interesting. There is an article from Forbes that says that in 2019, 68% of the major organizations had a chief data officer, and that was up 12% versus 2012. And so it means that the role is growing, which is to be expected, I guess, because it's very new. But I feel like I don't really have a great understanding of what chief data officers do. Could you give us a bit more explanations on what your responsibilities are? On a, I want to say on a daily basis, but I'm pretty sure every day doesn't look the same. But in general, what is it that, that you do? Sure. I think the role of chief data officer has evolved over you know the last decade in particular, and it depends on the nature of the maturity of the business in data. And I think historically, regulated businesses like financial services business like ours and others have had quite a big focus on data governance and risk management side of data. But increasingly, now having a uh, recognizing the value of data and really truly understanding customers in order to be able to uh, you know, become a more customer centric and data driven business and see, generate value you know value creation from data so for myself it's the kind of full ends of that main focus of my role 
is to really enable the business in how we use data to understand our customers, all of our different segments, how our products are performing from a customer perspective and, and business performance through to uh, using the latest techniques from a data perspective, data science to build models to know how to better communicate with the right customers um, for us. Um, but it does still also involve data governance and risk management part of the role. Data is, a, is an asset and we must treat it carefully and our customers are trusting us with their data and we really need to have it secure, treat our customers' personal data appropriately and, it, and ensure that that is not just the domain of those with data in their job title and ensure that the whole business understands the importance of data. I love that, making sure that everybody in the business understands the involvement of data. What you described just now is mind-blowing because it really means that you have to understand the data side of things, but also the business side of things. And it does, you also mentioned data governance, and that covers such a broad range of skills. What would you say are the skills, so the essential skills that you need to have to be a CDO? I think it does vary from business to business as to which all they are and therefore how technical you might need to be or how governance focused you might need to be. But I think it's increasingly a bit of a general manager position of being able to understand fundamentally the value that data can bring and how you translate that into action for the business, ensuring that insight is getting out into the hands of those who can action it. So whether that's marketing teams or product teams, that you through that you are the voice of data of the right things to do with the data in the business, both in terms of using the data, the value creation piece, but protection of data too. Yeah, that makes sense. And so we were talking about the strategy things. I did mention that most chief data officers I, I came across were coming from a strategy or business background. But increasingly, you have these technical people, so analysts, data scientists, data engineers, all these technical people moving up the hierarchy and getting to leadership positions. Do you have any tip for someone coming from a technical background that wants to go into this chief data officer role? I think the biggest thing would be communication and that they would need to really develop their ability to communicate what they're doing and the impact on the business. Data for data's sake isn't that helpful you've got to really be able to translate it into meaningful insight activity outcomes as a result of the data so even at the most junior level really working on your communication skills for what does the data mean what what should we be doing with the insight that we have would be a great start yeah data for data is definitely not useful i agree but so the communication skills how is then a specific way you should go around trying to do that because i guess as a junior it could be a bit, you wouldn't know where to start, I guess. So what would you advise to really sharpen these communication skills? I think it comes down to practice, really, in terms of taking opportunities to present your own work, to take, take some training around data storytelling and how you um, can present insights, working with others who are strong at it. If you see a colleague or a you know, potential mentor who you can see is strong at communicating data than to work with them and to just keep practicing. Yeah. And is there anything around understanding the, the business goals? Because in the position you're at, so yes, data analysts and data scientists get involved in the business side of things because they answer business questions and they help inform better decisions. But how would you go from being technical and being the one doing the code to really getting into these business, more business focused role are there any steps or 
does it happen naturally? I think it, it comes with experience and the more I think it's critical that data people understand the business because the data will be driving, helping to drive what the strategy is um, and is also helping to measure what how successful the strategy is and how customers are responding in a, a consumer-focused business. So I, I think it comes, again, with practice and with spending time with the right people in the right meetings, again, asking questions, being curious about, well, what does something mean? Thing, even things like I've always read the business press myself just because I'm, I'm interested in particular sectors for myself. How is a junior analyst engaging in the wider business world to understand their own business and then the broader market that their business is in to understand, well, what does that mean for the consequences of, of the data and the insight? That makes sense. And so when you joined Compare the Market, there was no senior role focusing on data capabilities. And you had to, to get there and, and change the way people were doing things. How did that actually go? How did you manage to do that? There was an existing team of data specialists across the different functions. I wasn't having to start something from scratch, but I think the there hadn't been any kind of CDO type role for years. The good thing was that the exec team and, and Jonathan Brown, who's our, our chief executive, had recognised the need for that already. It worked in data-driven businesses you know, appointing my role. He joined a bit before me. So I went about by understanding where we were from a maturity perspective in terms of people, process and technology. So understanding the capabilities within the team, understanding the broader businesses' capabilities in data milieu they were with, with talking about customers and, and using our reporting capabilities and, and, and insights through to them. What processes did we have in terms of when we launch something, how were we planning to report on it and where well maturity from a data governance perspective are we were we following the right processes that we needed to and then finally then from a technology perspective the business had already embarked on a, a marketing technology program but it was clear to me after a number of months that data platform that was underpinning the business needed focus as well and kick that program off. Okay. And did you, because that, that sounds like there was a lot that needed to, to change, maybe also the way people were relating to, to data in the business. Did you face any big challenges when you arrived? Yeah, I think there's always challenges. So things like recruitment of trying to find the right people for the right roles, working with you know, others across the business and different levels of understanding of data. Some people who were chomping at the bit to get more because they had worked in data-centric businesses before and wanted to do more. Others who were really interested but didn't really quite what they should be doing. You know, we did lots of training programs with uh, all our stakeholders on some of our tools like Power BI and Adobe Analytics to really bring the sort of self-serve capability further along. So yeah, lo lots of different challenges, but there's always a, a way forward. Yeah. And so you mentioned people are getting more training and maybe focusing their role more around around data. That definitely did affect the the professionals working at Compare the Market. But what was the broader impact on the company? From being more data focused, you mean? Yeah. I think lots of different impact, the commercial impact of using the data more effectively through our sting, our um, you know, more advanced use of data within our communications. Then there's also the just the fundamental understanding of customers. So I, I remember my first day was a, an exec meeting where what the product teams just didn't really know who their customers were. And so we were able to step change that to really you know, provide uh, the right insight of to who our different customers are, different segments, how to, to understand performance 
within the different products and then particularly drive the ongoing process on that. So we established what we call working insight groups across all of our different products so that all the stakeholders could understand what the data team can do for them and to prioritise what all the demands were. Because once you once you open the tap, it keeps going and everyone wants more. So we had to establish processes like that. And then also a broader piece across customer performance across the whole organisation, rather than just the, the product verticals that we operate in, trying to also champion the, the cross-functional understanding of all our customers across their interacting with Compare the Market at a macro level rather than just product level. Okay. I I love how you said that when you opened that tab, then everybody wants more and more. And I, I just pictured everybody coming to you and being like, I want more analytics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that must have been very intense in terms of changing all this and the amount of work that you had to, to do to make sure that the team was up to speed and that you had the right people that you needed. But so you said that in a company, data should not be the very only of people who have job uh, data in their job titles. Did you have to work with others to change how they were seeing things or to make sure that they had data at the top of their mind? Yeah, we embarked on a big kind of communications program around the importance of data and we called it We Love Data and we created a, a Meerkat logo with it. And part of that was really explaining to the whole organisation through some different workshops and, and events to describe what the different teams did because everyone just saw it as the data team and they didn't understand that actually there's quite a few different data disciplines within that what the different data teams could do how to answer the questions they had upskill them on some of the tools themselves and to really keep that as an ongoing dialogue and create the right forums and processes to to enable everyone to love data all right. Yeah, everybody should definitely love data. <laughs> I do have a mug at home saying love data, but there is no meerkat on, meerkat on it. Ah, <laughs> uh, we, 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 we did a, a we love data meerkat mug for, for our event <laughs> nice. and, uh, and gave that to lots of people. So it's a good, good way to remind everybody. <laughs> oh, you get the sticker and I did to mine. <laughs> this is all very impressive. And the, what makes it even more impressive is that you are a mom of and I've always had these th thought about being in leadership means that it's very involved and with family how do you balance all that? Not single-handedly not by myself I mean my, my husband and I are both equal partners in what we do and we have to balance our demands and needs effectively and we, we also have childcare support we both work full-time we wouldn't wouldn't be able to do the jobs that we both do if we didn't have support with support and with being a team in, in approaching it. Yeah, yeah, being a team, definitely. <laughs> and do you have any tips for maybe women who would be trying to go into leadership positions but also have children and are maybe concerned about their well-being and or making sure that their, their kids get the attention they need while they're moving up in their career? Yeah, I think I think it's about always being mindful of prioritising and that's about prioritising the right things at the right times. Sometimes there'll be key things at work that need prioritisation versus other times if, if your child's sports day is particularly important to you, you block that time. And, and I would hope that most line managers are pretty progressive about the importance of things like that. And so that you're balancing you know, your time appropriately and frequently prioritising, do I need to be in this meeting is this something that one of my team could lead on or that actually somebody else could or is it something you know genuinely 
you do want to drive yourself and that it's really important to you so you are prioritizing more time for something like that and so for me it's yeah it's an ongoing balance to manage it for yourself yeah i think do i need to be in that meeting is actually a, a tip that anyone could benefit from especially while we're working from home there are so many meetings going on so making sure that you know you need it in a meeting before going so you don't sit there and you should not be there definitely. it's very important yeah definitely agree with that yeah thank you so much Susie for joining us today and sharing your experience thank you I've enjoyed talking to you today thank you for listening to the women in data podcast if you don't want to miss the next episode make sure you follow us on Spotify Apple podcast or on LinkedIn You can also register to the community for free by heading to womenindata.co.uk. We would love to hear from you, so don't be shy and drop us some feedback or a review. This will help us enhance the content and bring the guests that you want to hear from. Have a great day.